welcome to the show. Listen with the ears, understand with your hearts. Namaste, bitches. So come with me on this journey. Just you and me living the dream. So close your eyes and set your soul free. Remember all you need is L-O-V-E. So say it with me. It's just me, myself, and Irene. So soon you'll see. It's just me, myself, and Irene. Just me, myself, and Irene. Sweet and salty. Yeah. Greetings, Earthlings. Irene has now taken over your radio. Hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. You can hit him low, hit him low, hit him low, hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. You can hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. Oh, not familiar with that bopper? That's off a of Space Jam soundtrack, circa 1996. I'm Casey Kasem, and that's your top 40. Hello, how is everybody? Welcome back to me, myself, and Irene. Well, thanks for coming back, even after those first two episodes. Whew, I'm, I'm, I'm relieved. I'm happy I'm still here doing this. This is awesome. Very excited about it. I'm, um, you know, I, I think that this podcast is something that uh, I've been wanting to do without even really knowing it. I could never really find what it is I wanted. I always wanted to express myself creatively and comedically and kind of just express all what I got, you know, all the stuff inside of me and just kind of get it all out. And uh, I thought of maybe doing a YouTube channel, uh, but I spoke with uh, someone uh, close to me and they were talking about podcasts and, you know, the idea kind of grew from there. And uh, actually, I have a little uh, news, a little duo in action that certain someone special that I'll be uh, letting the world know who it is. We are also working on uh, a duo, a little collaboration. So uh, there's something something fun and exciting to look forward to there. You know, it's only healthy to talk to yourself uh, for so long. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but you know, since I can remember, uh, I loved putting a smile on, on someone's face and I remember being like maybe five and playing hide-and-go-seek with people who didn't know that they were playing hide-and-go-seek. And <laughs> I hid in this corner of this end table and, you know, I just took all my my whole little body and just scrambled it all up and I was hiding there and I was so excited. And I remember that like adrenaline of like, oh my God, they're going to be like so surprised. But then it took them like a really long time to find me and it got to the point where they weren't like frantically searching the house and they were about to like call the police kind of thing until my aunt's boyfriend at the time reached, he, he sat down on one of the couches near where I was and bent down to tie his boot and his eyes caught mine and I was like, ah, uh, and he was like, I found her. And I was like, damn, I didn't get to surprise him. You know, but I I did learn that day uh, never to do that again. My mother was pretty upset about that one. So uh, I learned the hard way not to do that. Well, until I became a teenager and I faked a heart attack to get out of playing soccer, you know. 
Uh, you know, I I wanted to say also, uh, I've I got a lot of compliments and a lot of feedback on my voice. My voice. Listen to the sounds of my voice. Poor unfortunate souls. Ursula. You know, I uh, I I have to say, uh, I I thought maybe my voice. Uh, would be good for, like, a sex channel or one of those call-in, you know, like, hey, cowboy, you know, want to just saddle up and put on some chaps or something like that. No, I, I, I always thought I had the face for radio, but, you know, turns out I got the voice for it, so I really lucked out there. I really did. You know, and, and I have this voice since I can remember. And uh, I can remember probably being about, I don't know, no younger than like five or six. You know, and I would be like staying at like my cousin's house. And I forgot like my favorite toys once. And, you know, I tugged my uncle on his shirt and I was like, I want my Barbies. And I was, my uncle was like, Damn, all right, I'll get you whatever you want, just don't hurt me. You know, I, I heard him whisper to my aunt, like, would you feed these kids for lunch? A Satan sandwich? <laughs> well, I remember one night I was I got sick, and I, like, bursted into their room, and, and I was, like, no more than three feet tall, I'm sure, at the time, so they couldn't see me, and all they heard was, like, I threw up. Sorry. You know, they probably thought that they were being haunted by some really polite demon or like ghost or something, you know? So I'd like to publicly say I'm sorry to any collateral damage across the years that my voice might have ha had on any parents or children. Because I know it's kind of scary, you know? And it's funny because I was always so much shorter and tinier than everyone else. So I looked very, like, dainty and cute. But then, like, I would open my mouth and it would just be like, The gates of hell opened raw. And really, I was like, Just can I have another Oreo? You know, I just, I just wanted another cookie. But, you know, everybody was just so scared of me. And it all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. You know, so my, but you know, my poor mother, because all she wanted was a girl, you know, she had, when she had, she had two boys, uh, she had two boys before me. So she had, when she got pregnant with me, she wanted so badly uh, to have a girl. She was like, you know, I already had two boys and want to try the girl thing out and ride that out, see how that thing goes, you know, but Actually, the doctors were telling her that she was actually going to have a boy. So she was, you know, of course, hoping for a healthy boy, but nonetheless, you know, wanted a girl. But they came up with a name uh, if because they thought they were having a boy. My name would have been Peter. Okay. Peter Pappas. Hi, how are you? I'm Pete Pappas. Distant coven of Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Oh my goodness, thank goodness I'm not a guy. Oh, marona mia. A short, thick, clumsy, you know? At least my voice would make sense, you know? But probably my voice would be really girly. That would have been like, 
the swap then. I uh, I definitely would have had like imaginary date nights and like fleshlight fat Fridays or some shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, Stu, I can't come over tonight. It's flashlight Friday. <laughs> Oh my god. If you told your friends about that, you'd be even more of a fucking crazy person. Uh, I digress. That got away from me as well, you know. Uh, so, uh, needless to say, the doctors were wrong and I was born. You guessed it. A girl! It's a girl! So uh, my mom was very, very ecstatic. She was so happy, and uh, she named me after her mother, which was a very uh, big responsibility. And I didn't know at the time. It's a wonderful name to carry, and uh, I'm very happy to carry that name. So I'm, I'm happy she named me that. But um, she wasn't happy that long because not too long after I was born, you know, she started noticing that there was some uh, things wrong with her wrong with me well there's things wrong with her but there was things wrong with me and you know she you know the doctors would say to her like what's wrong with you you know you're not an, even a new mother why are you freaking out about this stuff you know she's probably just fine just you know and she's like no I'm telling you there's something wrong and you know the doctors really kind of were telling her that she was wrong so you know it wasn't long before I started having some like major symptoms where you know like I would be playing with my little cousins or with my bigger cousins, because I was always the littler one, so I would be playing with them, and, you know, they'd be pulling me by my arm, and all of a sudden, I'd be like, nodding out, you know what I'm saying, we'd just be on our way, trying to find Sesame Street, and then, just, I was like, nah, I'm taking a nap, just gonna pass out right here, this looks like a good spot, it's nap time now, it's nap time now, I don't care if it's not nap time for you, it's nap time now, so, you know, it was like, that's a the little alarming. And then I did start having like the weird coloring, you know, like turning purplish blue. You know, I looked like my mom was carrying around the little eggplant emoji. You know, there's like one picture where I'm in like a high chair. I swear to God, I look like the eggplant emoji. It's unbelievable. So it turns out that my mom took, after a while, she took me to this uh, one doctor and uh, she said, I, I'm something's definitely like we need to figure this out. And the doctor put the stethoscope to my heart. And my mom said the guy's face just like went completely flush and was just like, holy shit, we got to get this kid to the hospital like ASAP, like right now. So it turns out I had a hole in my heart uh, and everyone is born with a hole in their heart about the size of a dime. Uh, and it usually closes up within a certain period of time, but mine didn't. It grew, it got bigger, so it uh, it needed surgery. And this is 1987, so it's a lot different than it is now. I mean, nowadays they barely your scar is like so small, you know, compared to the size of mine. And you know, I'm proud to wear that scar. You know, that scar is uh, a, the reason why I'm sitting here talking it and kicking it with you, great people, right now. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was it was a time where surgeries were, you know, these these were surgeries were very serious. They're always very serious, but it was a lot more invasive than it used to be. So my mom handed her little daughter off and and into the arms of the doctors, you know, to stitch her up and fix her up. And, and they did, you know, and I'm feeling good and I'm doing all right. And I will fight with all my might. Yeah, man. So, you know, being after, after going through something like that, you know, my mom was pretty protective of me growing up. So, 
you know, we lived across the street from like a uh, little playground area. And um, I would be like, Mom, I'm going to play across the street. And she'd be like, okay. And, you know, then I'd, I'd look over and there she'd be, you know, on the stoop, you know, with binoculars. You know, she said she was bird watching, but, you know, it wasn't until we got some complaints from the neighbors, you know, so that had to end. But there was also a uh, burger place right up the block from where we used to live as well. And uh, I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to go walk to the burger place. And she'd be like, no, I'll drive you, you know. And, you know, that lasted for a little while. And then finally I'd be like, no, Mom, like, I think I want to walk. I think I'd do it. Like, I can handle this. I'm going to go. I'm going to walk there. And she'd be like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll let you walk there. I'll let you walk there. And, you know, I'd, I'd start walking. And then all of a sudden I'd feel like this just slow moving presence behind me and you know I kind of like checked over my shoulder and I looked and you know it's my mom in her Nissan Sentra just you know creeping you know <laughs> just slowly tailing me the whole way there it's like I see you rolling she watching me just trying to get a burger we just trying to get a burger we just trying to get a burger <laughs> Uh, you know, so it's it's funny when you start thinking about those things, you know, all the memories just start rolling back in your mind. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to now. There were nights when the wind was so cold. And my body do 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 do. Oh, man. Sorry, Celine. I totally just slaughtered your song. I'm definitely more of like a Janis Joplin type of voice. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amens. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, Lord... Won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, how I love to sing. It's such a great feeling to sing. I wish we sang more. You know, I wish we could just burst out into song. You know, like rejection might not sting as bad if, like, you sing it. You're like... No, sir, I don't wish to see your schlong so long. You know, or just like asking somebody the time could be like a thousand times better. You know, like, hello, do you happen to have the time? I know we all have smartphones, but I'm a dumbass and left mine on the charger. I do happen to have the time. It's 2.42 in the afternoon. Also, you have toilet paper on your shoe. Ah, what a wonderful world that would be. You know, you wouldn't feel embarrassed. You'd feel uplifted. You know, your day would just be that much better. And, you know, it would just be like a magical experience. You know, like maybe singing while fighting. You know, or, or singing instead of yelling at, at when you're fighting with somebody. 
might also be a great way to diffuse the situation, but still an effective way to communicate, you know? You know, like a, maybe a couple is fighting about something relevant. Let's see, uh, something like the girl can start it off and be like, who do you think you're talking to? And then the guy comes in with something like, what does it look like? Who does it look like I'm looking at? I'm looking at you. I'm looking right at you in your eyeballs right now. Look at me looking at you. And the girl's like, oh, really? Because I thought you were looking at the girl on Instagram who liked all your stuff. And don't even get me started what I saw on TikTok. On TikTok. Social media is a public thing. And you know I can't control who likes my stuff and makes that heart come up. And then she gets a little bit, you know, more excited. Well, that better be the only thing that comes up. Or else I'm gonna cut it off. Ouch, that's way harsh, babe. How about this? You, me, and a restaurant of your choice. Please forgive me. I know you can hear it in my voice. Fine. You just know I'm always hungry. Food solves it all, y'all. So much more pleasant than screaming, you know? <laughs> Even congratulating somebody on their job could be more fun like that. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations on your stupid job. Yeah. You know, that sounds way better than congratulations on your stupid fucking job, you know? We're just trying to, just trying to be better people here. That's really all I'm trying to do here. You know, one thing I really do try to do to be a better person uh, is complimenting other people, you know, throwing some positive vibes people away, you know, picking them up and making them feel good. Because, you know, sometimes you never know at one point in somebody's day where maybe they just needed that, you know, that little shoulder nudge out of to get themselves out of their own way or whatever it is that they're going on in their life. So, you know, that's always kind of been my bottom line is uh, is because there's been people in my life that have done that for me. And, you know, it stays with you. When, when someone at that right moment just kind of, you know, cracked your neck a little bit and said, you know, it's going to be all right, you know, have a little laugh and have a smoke and have a drink and have a scotch on me. It is important, though. So I realized that I have been complimenting people more on their eyes recently because that is a definite, like, prominent feature, especially when you're in an indoor event and, uh, you know, that's kind of all you see. So I've been noticing, you know, people's eyes. And my my compliments are always so super specific. You know, like a normal compliment might be something like, wow, your eyes are so blue. Well, you know, you have great eyes, you know, some beautiful eyes, something like that. You know, mine would be like, wow, I love the color of the blue in your eyes. It reminds me of a summer of by the sea with my family. You know, and the person's just staring at me like, oh, slowly backing up, like, what happened to this person? 
Because, like, I am. I'm super awkward. And I, I don't mean to be sometimes. Sometimes I mean to be and I like to cause awkward situations and it's just for a chuckle. But sometimes I do put myself in just awkward situations for no reason. Like, speaking of the mask thing, you know, I saw someone uh, somewhere recently recognize them. They were wearing the mask and uh, they didn't recognize me right away. So I was like, oh, maybe... You know, I said, hi, you know, maybe being recognized by, you know, the voice. But again, nothing. So I, I kind of pull back the mask a little, you know, and just kind of let that, let all my double chins kind of stack up on each other like a three-story tall ice cream cone, you know, like one of the ones that's on the box of cones that you buy. You know, like sitting there like waiting, like, come on. You know, my ice cream's melting away. You know, he, she doesn't recognize who I am. So finally, I'm just like, I pull the mask a little bit more down and she kind of recognizes me. Must be the Greek schnozzle. Must be the Greek schnozzle is what I thought, you know. So finally, bing, I let the thing fall back. I go, fine, good enough for me. She kind of knows who I am. So I, I go immediately in for the hug because this was an old family friend that I knew for a long time. And I go in to go give a hug and I'm a hugger. And she completely just stops and looks at me. And it's as if it was in slow motion, like, no, as my hands were like closing in on her. She, I just was just like one of those machines that you just never get the stuffed animal, the claw thing, just going at her, going at her, trying to get that hug, trying to get that hug. Nope, I never won, you know. The house won on that one because finally I just said, okay, let me stop. I backed up. I, we were over our choreographed dance of going back and forth. People were like, what the fuck are they doing? The tango over there? What the fuck is going on? So I'm finally just like, you know what? Never mind. And then she goes, all right, all right, fine. You can hug me. You can hug me. And so I was at that point so weirded out by the situation that I just decided a hug was not the proper way to end this encounter. So I just said, you know, never mind. Hope all is well. Have a good day. You know, when I turn around and the people I was with were watching this entire thing expire and just having the time of their life, just laughing it up because it really was just so awkward because it is it's uncomfortable. I'm such a hugger. I'm such a toucher, you know, not in anything weird, but, you know, I am. I'm a touchy feely person. I love to hug you and kiss on you. My whole family's kind of like that. You know, we've we're. We're very, you know, hi, how are you? Give hugs and kisses and, you know, all that. So for me, it was, you know, it was definitely a, an interesting time to see. You know, And I don't blame anybody. Don't get me wrong. You know, whatever your safety precautions are for your health or you, you whatever you want to, you know, whatever you choose to, to limit yourself to as far as hugging, especially in a time right now, you know, don't get me wrong. It was just hilarious that, uh, I, for some reason, assumed that this woman was uh, <laughs> going to want to hug me. So, you know what happens when you assume, you know? You make an ass out of you and me. You know, I think that's an oldie, but a goodie. You know? It's a truey, too. It's a truey. So, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to really try to not hate myself for the rest of the month for that, you know? Because I will. I'll overthink everything. So, then I, I, I went, actually, I thought of an idea of how to fix it. And, uh... I was inspired because I, I went shopping the other day, uh, first time on the indoor, on the indoor shopping. I didn't just do the curbside pickup. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about a hooker, okay? I'm talking about something from Macy's or something, okay? Let's just be clear here, 
All right. Had to pick up my Mac Studio fix. All right. Come on now. So I went into the store and well, before you go in the store, now there's somebody there and they're taking your temperature and rectally, which was very weird and very odd, but they said it was standard. So I said, okay, go for it, you know, whatever. So, and then they ask you a list of questions, you know, and they're on, you know, a little board there and then they'll say, hey, you know, can you answer these questions? You know, do you have any fever symptoms? Have you traveled recently? Did you have eggs for breakfast? I'm like, shit, no, no, but yeah, how, like, how the hell did you know I had eggs for breakfast, you know, like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything, you know, and it's like, the last one's like, do you love me, and I'm like, do you love me, do you love me, do you love Reen, do you love Reen, now that we can shine. They all broke out into this weird song. It was very, very strange. I was like, wow, these uh, requirements are just getting really bizarre around here. I don't know what's going on. So I figured, you know, and, and I was able to enter the store and make my purchase and leave. So I was thinking about it. What if we were carrying around these little signs with the with the questionnaire, you know, and you answer the questionnaire. And if you answer it appropriately, you can embrace the other person. You know, something like, same thing. Do you have fever symptoms? Have you traveled recently? Have you ever seen the scene from Fight Club that where Eddie Norton is embracing and hugging a very cuddly meatloaf? You know, and the very last question would be something like very, very serious. Like, are you over the age of 18? I mean, because I cannot tell anymore. Can you? Holy malolis. I'm getting old because everybody looks so young to me, man. When I'm, I'm a bartender by night, you know. That's how I pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? And I, I card everybody because I just, I cannot decipher. You know, I think someone, I when I think someone is really young, they're actually like 28, 29. I don't know if it's me getting older or if it's like all the different kind of milks that these kids are drinking because I sure as hell can't tell. You know what I'm saying? So you know. Anyway, I you always got to give a compliment. I always give compliments even to those like that have something I want, you know, like and I'll try to I'll try to send some love and celebrate that fact about that person instead of being like, you know, that's something that I would want, you know, so I'll just compliment them and, and helps with me deal with like my complexes, you know, like women with like really long legs, you know. I'm short, I have short legs, you know, short legs, thick thighs, big booties, you know, we don't really, shorts for us are a problem, you know, you remember skorts, you know, they were shorts and a skirt, like, they were probably invented for the fat bottom girls, you know, it solved the chafing problem, so, you know, I've always been a little bit, you know, salty towards the daddy long legs, you know, the with the length and agility, you know, like, takes me 142 steps to catch up to two of those giant leaps. You know, it's like those generous strides, just glab. Like, it must be so nice. I mean, think about all the road you could cover. Think about a walk. Oh, my God, a walk for me is, like, to the mailbox and back. Like, that's a lot of steps for me. You got to imagine, you know, I got a little ass feet, a little ass walk. So, 
You know, I saw a friend of mine, and she had shorts on. It's summertime. And I said, wow, you got great legs, nice legs. Your three diamonds are really on point. And she was like, my three diamonds? And I was like, yeah, your three diamonds. You know, the hole by your vajaj or your vagine. Or your mukalakasindo, kakapareindo, sikapakalokalaka, sikapakabura. That in there, then between your knees and then between your ankles. It's the three diamonds. Technically, you have the perfect legs if you have those. You know, I didn't write the rules. I read it in a newspaper in the New York Times uh, about the 1950s. It was a great article called Hers. And they talked about this actually, which is a true story. And uh, so, you know, I always wished I had a little bit more height. Like, I'll randomly stand on a chair, you know, just because the world is way cooler at, like, a higher perspective. You know, it's like a broader perspective, you know? It's like, no wonder I'm a little behind. You know, I constantly have to peek behind people, like, you know, between people and, and jump up and stand on my tippy toes to, like, see over other people's shoulders and stuff. I mean... It's it's a lifetime of tippy toes and step stools. You feel me? Concerts, I'm always behind the biggest motherfucking Frankenstein there. So, even after all that, you know, I gave her I gave her the compliment and told her about the three diamonds, you know. I average about two diamonds, you know, most for most of my good years, you know. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to let somebody know when they have giraffe-like legs. And if you could, you would drop them off and add them to your legs so you could just be walking around on those stilt legs and life would be great, you know? So, I mean, look, you got to compliment the guys, too. I haven't forgot about you guys. I never forget about the men. You got to compliment them, too. You know, just be careful, you know, and be care and mindful uh, and careful not to give them the wrong idea. You know, I keep it from the waist up. Keep it from the waist up, the compliment, you know, for now. You know, in the beginning, waist up is a good way to go, you know. My go-to is usually something like a nice wedding ring. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So, like, yeah, no, but once you get to know your man and once you're with your man or whatever, when you feel comfortable, go ahead and compliment the bourgeois. I'm not saying never to go ways down with the compliments. My boyfriend, he's got great calf muscles. I tell him that all the time. You know, take the compliment and go with it. It can eventually go downtown, you know. But, you know, tell them, tell them that's a nice dick, you know. That's a nice dick. You know, my left and right breasts give it two nipples up, you know. Oh, man. Alrighty, you, all the men and women out there and all the womans. Those are half horse, half women, and they're one hell of a ride. They'll definitely have a bigger deck than you. Thanks for letting me verbally vomit all over you. And uh, I know you kind of liked it. Some of you did. Come on, it's okay. You can like it, you know? And, you know, quick turn onto corny corner here, you know? A little hard right. Over here, Barf City, a little quick stop in Barf City. Uh, you know, it's my main uh, concern for myself and for everyone is uh, always be comfortable being you and, and never stop trying to be in touch with who you are and, and don't let others get in your head and, and, and don't let them 
don't give them the key to your peace. You know, your peace of mind is everything because a peace of mind and a clear mind, clarity brings, you know, great decisions, your, your clear decisions, you know, and, and you're, you're able to really see things in a, in a very uh, balanced way. So protect yourself, love yourself, and, and share the love when you can. And, and it doesn't have to be all the time, but integrate it. Because, you know, you never know when someone, you're the way someone's going to make that, you know, you're going to be the one that someone compliments, you know. So pay it forward and, uh, and never stop showing the love to yourself and to others, you know. All right. So, I mean, I'm trying to say goodbye here, but what do you want from me? All right. I come from an Italian background. Oh, Maron. If you know anything about the Italians, okay, you know one thing about our Italian goodbye? Oh, you want to you wanna leave? You got you to gotta prepare to leave at 20 to 25 minutes before you want to go. If you re- <laughs> Seriously, if at a family gathering, at one of my Italian side, fam- my Italian side family gatherings, which really means that we all just sat around the table and ate some delicious food. Am I right? Nothing brings together the family like a nice, delicious, hot meal. So, you know, after that meal and after some dessert and after a lot of talking and coffee and smoking and cigarettes and outside and inside and kitchen and cleaning and cooking and all that, you know, then you say goodbye. And, you know, it starts in the kitchen. It starts in the kitchen. You say goodbye. You know, every mom's got to make sure you got all your leftovers and it's got to be in the right bag. You know, it's always got to be in the right bag. You know, it's, I find mom, you know, I, I'll take it on this paper plate. With a saran wrap on it and cross my fingers, you know, that the fusili doesn't fall into the passenger seat, you know. So, uh, <laughs> no, but it's got to be in the right bag, you know. And my mom's always got the best bags, you know. Not under her eyes. She's, she exfoliates. It's great. But, yeah, she's, she's always sending you home with a care package, which is a great thing as always. You know, a nice little leftover package. So after you get that all settled on, and then you move to the doorway, and you move out to the doorway, and you say again, okay, thank you so much. It was so good to see you. Oh, my God, thank you. Everything was delicious. All right, we'll have to see you then. Okay, I'll let you know about that thing. Okay, all right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. So then and you walk down. You walk down to the dry, end of the driveway now. And now you have the same conversation. Oh, I meant to tell you the other day. I saw so-and-so. Oh, my God. It reminds me. Oh, wait. I forgot something else. Let me go get this for you. Come back. No. Now down. Come back. All right. Now. Okay. Now I'm ready to go. All right. Okay. No. And then you think your time ready to go? No. Time to walk to your car. Then you walk to your car. Okay. All right. Now. Oh, nice new car. Looks good. You got gas. Okay. You need gas money. All right. So good. All right. Drive safe now. So good to see you. All right. Love you guys. All right. Have a great night. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. And, you know, Probably at that point, it's been about 25 minutes from the time that you started in the kitchen. So, you know, it's probably been about 25 minutes since I've tried to been saying goodbye to you guys. But, you know, I just can't do it. You guys are some nice folks and I have a good time listening and talking, you know. Well, actually, I'm not listening. Well, kind of listening. I don't know. Who knows, man? Listen, and this that one, I'm getting tongue tied. So, you know what that means? It's time to, to go for show. All right. Thank you for staying through my Italian goodbye. Thank you for listening. Keep it balanced. Keep it real, y'all.
And if you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe. Uh, the podcast streaming on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, follow me on Instagram at, at It's Irene Pappas. On Twitter as well at, at It's Irene Pappas. And Facebook, Irene Pappas. A lot of Irene Pappas is out there. I made it real simple. Real, real simple. So please follow me. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for listening. And have a wonderful day. And happy Fleshlight Friday to you. All righty then. Adios. Till next Thursday. All right. Yeah. Over and out. Earthling testing done. Thank you for listening to Pappy Productions.